Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoredeya, Chelek Aleph, Hilchas Hechsher Kalim, Halacha Dalid, Paragraph Vav. Today's learning is dedicated Lilu Nishmas, Tuvia Brav Yisrael Yitzchak, Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and Rosa Basi Tamar. And for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, continuing from Paragraph Vav, this Halacha is based on Chapter 66 in Likutei Moran, and in today's shir, Rav Nosson Zal is going to focus on the topic of being moitzi mi koyach the concept of being able to take things from theory, from thought, into action. And also the topic of the pishnayim, that double portion that a person receives when they're in the presence of a tzaddik, when the tzaddik is experiencing an aliyah. Based on what we're learning here, we'll understand the concept of the Sfira Sa'omer, Shesoifrim Hayomim Loimer, whereby we count the days from the day when we brought the Korban Oimer, the Oimer of barley that was brought on the second day of Pesach, we count the days till the holiday of Shavuos. Kikol Hishavos Hayomim Heimbechinas Moitzi Mikoyach Alapoyal. The whole concept of the creation of days is an example of Hashem taking something from thought into action. Ki shiva shavuos shal yemei The seven weeks that we count of sphira, that we call sphira, corresponds to the seven days of creation. Shekol yoim kol shiva, whereby each one of those seven days is a composite of all seven. Just like we say when we're counting the Oymar, Chesed Shebechesed, Gvura Shebechesed, Tifera Shebechesed. Uvechol Yoim, Hoyoboy Bria Miuchedes. And on each one of the seven days of creation, there was something unique that Hashem created, Shehu Bechinas Moitzi Mikoyach Alapoyal, which was an example of Hashem taking something from thought into action. And this is why the Arizal explains that on each one of the 49 days of the Omer, a person is supposed to have in mind to correct and perfect the creation that took place on that day, on that one of the seven days of creation. To have in mind on each day of the week, the, based on what Hashem created on that day during the time of creation. Vialkain and the Arizal has a chart in his forum in the Priyetz Chaim showing each one of the days what are the kavanas that a person is supposed to have. And this explains also why we know that in the Beis Hamikdosh there were three groups of Jews operating simultaneously. There were the Kohanim doing their jobs, the Levim performing their jobs, and then there were the Anshe Maimad. There were representatives of the Israelim who were in the Beis Hamikdosh on a regular basis. And while the Kohanim were bringing, doing the, bringing the Karbanais, doing their part, and the Leviim doing their part, the Anshe Mahmud would read portions from Bereshis, from the, the, the creation of the world. 
And on each day of the week, they would read the portion in Bereshis of what Hashem created on that day. As the Gemara speaks about this in Tainus, because the creation that took place during the seven days of creation was all especially for the sake of Bnei Yisroel, in order that we should exist and live in this world and study Torah. And that's what would really complete and perfect the creation that took place on every single day. And it's only if the Jewish people study Torah during each one of the seven days of the week, that's how we perfect the, the creation that took place on that day. And that's what completes this process of Hashem taking that day from thought into creation, into action. Just like we learned in the previous year that regarding the whole creation, it was only really completed on the sixth day of Sivan, at the time of Matan Torah. V'alkein, and therefore, koide Matan Torah, soifrim hayomem loimer, before the holiday of Shavuos, on which the Torah was given, we count the days, lahamshich tikun hashiva yomim, in order to draw the tikkun of the seven days of creation during which all of creation took place, to perfect and purify the days, to enable us to be able to bring out the holiness of the entire creation from thought into action. And one of the ways that we do this is by bringing the Oymer, lifting up that Oymer of barley on the second day of Pesach, as we discussed in the previous year. Because it's impossible for us to be able to bring forth all, all holiness from thought into action. Which is what really brings forth the creation from thought into action. It requires breaking and overcoming obstacles, as we mentioned in the previous year. And that was to achieve. By bringing this oimer soirim, as we discussed earlier, that soirim is barley, which is animal food, which is lack of das, moichen de katnus, which is minius. That's the, the highest, the most powerful form of obstacle is minius hamoyach, lack of das, which is represented by barley. And the oimer soirim that we bring on that second day of Pesach is the tikkun for this lack of das, for these minius. And this is why we count those 40 day, 49 days 
And we mentioned specifically that we're counting from the Oimer, from the day that that carbon of barley was brought. So that we should be able to draw upon ourselves anew that light from the seven days of creation. During which Hashem brought the entire creation from his thought into action. And we want to attach all of those seven days of creation to this Korban of Oimer, <clears throat> which represents the concept of overcoming obstacles. And that's what prepares us and enables us to receive the Torah anew. And when Klal Yisrael receive the Torah and accept the Torah and make the proper connection to Torah, that's what really completes the creation, bringing creation from thought into action. Because as we mentioned in the previous year, the whole world was hanging in abeyance. It wasn't really solidified. The creation wasn't really completed until the sixth day of Sivan, when Hashem gave the Torah on Har Sinai to Bnei Yisrael. The Gemara makes a statement. The Gemara, in the beginning of Brachas, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoyzal said that there are three things that are acquired through Yisurim. Yisurim means suffering. Yisurim is another term for menia, it's obstacles. The three things are Eretz Yisrael, Torah, and Chaye Olam Haba. That in order to achieve these three things properly, a person must experience meniyos, obstacles, suffering. It's brought that this is why Dovar HaMelech was mispalel, Achas Shoalti Meyes Hashem Oisavakesh. There's one thing that I, I begged Hashem for, and that's what I'm really seeking. What is it? Shifti Beveis Hashem Kol that I should be zeicher to live in the house of Hashem my whole life, and to see Lachsois Benoyam Hashem to see the splendor of Hashem. Where is this house of Hashem? The house of Hashem is Eretz Yisrael. The house of Hashem is Torah, and the house of Hashem is Chayyolam Haba. That's this Achas. The Aleph is Eretz Yisrael. The Ches is Chayyolam Haba. And the toughest Torah. That's the base Hashem, which is Niknis Bi Surim. A person must experience obstacles, difficulties, in order to really acquire it. In Torah Samachei Kudimran, which we've touched on recently, there Rabbi Nezal explains why. Why do you need this? What does Yisurim do to a person? The answer is it forces the person to close their eyes, in a sense. When a person is about to experience some kind of pain or difficulty, usually they close their eyes. And by closing your eyes to the nonsense, to the foolishness of this world, a person is able to see into the next world, to see into Olam Haba, where there it's Kuloi Toiv. It elevates the person in a very big way. Paragraph Zayin. Now Rav Nosensal goes back to the topic of this halacha, which is Hechsher Kalim making kalim, utensils, that were made by a non-Jew, making it usable for a Jew. 
everything we're learning about here is related to the mitzvah of dipping utensils in a mikvah, utensils that were made by a goy or owned by a goy, in order for it to become available for a Jew. And this will also explain the incredible benefit of a Jew toiling in the mikvah. This refers to women and, and also men. It's impossible for a person to really leave all the impurity and enter into purity without dipping in the mikvah. Because Rabbi Nezal explains over there in Torah Samachvav, Shekol ha-mitzvois va-averois tluyim zebozeh be-inyen moitzi mikoyach la-poyel hanal. All mitzvahs and all sins are related to each other, are tied into this concept of being moitzi mikoyach la-poyel. Ayin Shom, take a look at how Rabbi Nezal presents this over there in Torah Samachvav, and now Rabbi Nezal is going to clarify to explain and clarify what Rabbi Nezal says there. Rabbi Nezal says over there, Every single Jew has life, spiritual life, down here on earth, and they have a spiritual life up in Shemaim, in heaven, in Gan Eden. This is referred to as a Ruach Haim down here on earth and a Ruach Haim above. The Zohar Kodesh says that we learn this from the Pasuk What's the double Noyach? Noyach Leila, Noyach Lesata, Noyach Leila. A Noyach below on earth and a Noyach above. And this is tied into the two yuds that Rabbi Nezal elaborates on afterwards. The yud in the beginning and the yud at the end of Hashem's name, yud kevavke, the way it's written and the way it's pronounced. This is called the shiluv, the inter, intermixing where we mix the, these two names of Hashem, we take the first letter of, the, of Yud Kevavke and then the first letter of Aleph Dalet Nun Yud, the second letter of Yud Kevavke, the second letter of Aleph. So it becomes Yud, Yud Aleph, Hey Dalet, Vav Nun, Hey Yud. So there's a Yud in the beginning, a Yud at the end, and there's those six letters in the middle. Shehem Bechinas Hashitei Yodayim. These two yuds represent the two yads, the two hands with which Hashem created heaven and earth. And everything that's in heaven and earth. It's a posuk. Hashem says, My hands created heaven and earth. And this is why there are 28 letters in the first posuk of Bereshis. The Zohar Kodesh calls it Chof Ches Asvan the Bereshis, the 28 letters of Bereshis, corresponding to Yad, Yad. Yad is 14, 2 times Yad is 28. That's these 28 letters in that first Pasa. Shehein Bechinas Koyach Upoyal. And these two Yuds, these two names of Hashem, Yud Kevavke and Aleph Dalet Nun Yud, represent Koyach, 
thought and action. Yud Kevovka is Machshova, Aleph Dalet Nun Yud is Maisa. Aleph Dalet Nun Yud is usually the name by which we refer to the Shechina, which is Kaviochel, the presence of Hashem on earth, in, inside the Bria. Whereas Yud Kevovka usually represents Hashem above. The Iker Chius shall call Adam, who Aliday Shaharuach de la Sato, Moishech on the Kabel Chius, Derech Hakidusha, Meruch de Leila. And what keeps a person alive in this world, and especially spiritually alive, is when our Ruach de la Sato is drawing life and energy from that Ruach de Leila via holiness. Vezeh Zoichen Aliday Torah Umitzvois. How does a person make that connection between the Ruach below and the Ruach above? Through Torah and Mitzvahs. Sheheim Iker HaChaim, which is defined as real life, Kihu The Torah is life. Ki Iker Bemes, because what we define as alive, when we talk about a person being alive, living, what that refers to is the fact that that person is receiving new Ruach Chaim of holiness from above all the time. Bebechinas, ki oirech yomim u'shnois chayim v'shalom yosifu lach. Long life and, and years of life and peace, Hashem will add to you. Yosifulach, increase, it'll increase all the time. Yosifulach daiko kanal. And the only ones who really accomplish this on the highest level to perfection are the true tzaddikim, shemekaimim kol ha-Torah b'shleimus b'tachles ha-mayla, who are zeichet to fulfill the entire Torah to the highest degree possible. And that what's, that's what enables these great tzaddikim to be receiving new life from above, from that Ruach Leila, all the time. And this is what unifies and binds together that lower Ruach with the upper Ruach in a very powerful connection, and this is what enables the tzaddik to be drawing this Ruach Chaim from above to below in a, in a calculated, organized manner, in a healthy way, so that the tzaddik should be able to receive all of the spiritual energy and life for every single day of his life. And the tzaddik shouldn't pass away. He shouldn't be blown up by receiving too much light. Because the original, actual, spiritual energy of that Ruach Deleila, it's impossible for us to be able to receive in this world at all. 
As Rabbeinu Zal explains over there, in the beginning of that chapter on the Kutim Ram, to receive it directly. However, through Torah and Tefillah and Mitzvahs, we prepare holy, pure vessels to enable the person to be able to receive that spiritual energy that's from above in a healthy way, in a measured, calculated, healthy way. It shouldn't be riboyer. It shouldn't be a light that blinds the person, that destroys the person. And this is the concept of the hands opening up within the framework of holiness. Bechinas, as the Pesach says, es open your hands. And the Gemara says, Yudecha, open the Yuds, those two Yuds, the Yud of Yud Kevavke and the Yud of Altan Hamevor which Rabbi Nezal explains over there on Likutim Ram. And when the hands are tied together, there's no creation. When the hands are, are open up, that's how the Bria takes place. That's how we're able to take things from thought into action. He draws and receives chius all the time from that yud in the beginning. Which is that upper ruach. It shines into that lower ruach, which is represented by that yud at the end. A true tzaddik is climbing all the time from level to level. And he's constantly receiving spiritual energy from higher and higher levels. He's going higher and higher all the time. This is a rule that's always applied in Kedusha, in Kabbalah, in Hasidus, that the top of the lower level is much lower than the bottom of the level above it. The top of the 20th floor, the ceiling of the 20th floor, is lower than the floor of the 21st floor. So the Ruach de la of one Madrega is much lower than the Ruach de la Sata of the level above it. Ki be'inyin koyach upoyal yesh kama bechinois afilu begashmias. Because regarding this concept of taking things from thought into action, there are many levels, even in the Olam Hagashmi. For example, you want to build a building. You start off with an architect. What does the architect do? He makes a picture. For, what does the architect do? The first thing he does is he thinks. He perceives of what that building is going to look like when it's finished. The Pasuk says, that the, the beginning thought is what the soif maisa, what the end result is going to look like. Then he makes a drawing, an initial, a first draft. Makes a first draft, and wow, now he's taking that thought and putting it into action. He's putting it on paper. But that paper is, is just a beginning of a beginning of a beginning. 
That's the first drawing. Then he tears that up, does a second drawing, which is more refined, more refined. Drawings and drawings. And that's the architectural drawing. Then you have to bring in the, the, con the constructor, the one who's going to do the, the, um, the, the cement, the steel in the building to define how strong and solid the foundations have to be and everything to be able to carry. And then there's the electrical guy, and then there's the lighting, and there's all the different pieces, going, stages and stages of putting it on paper. And that's one level of taking it from koyach into poyal. We, we put it on paper, where now it's something tangible. But that's not the building yet. It's, it's a piece of paper. Then starts a whole other process of going from koyach to poyal, of actually go, taking it further. Mikolshkein, and if that's the case in Gashmius, that there are so many levels and levels and levels of koyach to poyal, how much more so when it comes to Ruchmius? There's the concept of koyach and poyal within a person's mind, within a person's thoughts. There's the first concept of something, when a person is first starting to think about something, and then they develop that thought in their mind and get it to a certain stage of completion. As, as we said, and so too there's a concept of koyach and poyal in physical things. For example, a piece of wood, a block of wood. Before we turn that block of wood into wooden cups or wooden something else, a keli from wood, at that stage, when it's just a raw block of wood, it's referred to as the kalim bekoyach. It has the potential to become kalim. Then, when we actually make kalim, you take out of that block of wood, we took it from a level of potential into action. However, the entire, that entire piece of wood is considered in a stage of poyal compared to the potential that it was before that, before, before the tree was planted or before, before you stripped the bark from the tree to, to, to get this block of wood. And the spiritual energy that's inside that block of wood is considered poyal compared to the compared to a, a, a level above that, before that wood was created, when it was kaviochel in, in, in Hashem's mind, kaviochel. Because the spiritual energy that's associated with plants is considered gashmi, is considered physical, is considered poyal compared to the spiritual energy of an animal which is a higher level of creation, which is considered koyach in comparison. Remember, koyach means more ruchni, a higher level. Bechinas chiyus de a higher level chiyus. 
חיוס הבלחי הוא מבחינת בריאה, וחיוס הצומח מבחינת יצירה. Because the Sifrei Kabbalah show, you have the four worlds, Atzilus, Bria, Yitzir, Asir, corresponding to the four levels of creation, Doimein, Tzoymeach, Chaim, Edaber, so that the Tzoymeach, which is the second level which is in creation, receives from the seven worlds, the second world, which is the Olam HaYitzira. Whereas Chai, animals, which is the third level in creation, they're receiving their Chiyas from Bria. וחיוס בריאה כנגד חיוס דייצירה הוא בחינס חיוס לילה כנגד חיוס דלסאטה. And spiritual energy coming from the עולם הבריאה is considered לילה, above, compared to the spiritual energy coming from the world below it. שהם בחינס כויח ופועל כנל, וכן מדרגה לדרגה, and this applies on every single level. עד למעלה מעלה, until we go up to the highest, highest levels, עד תכלס המיילה עד אין סוף ברוך הוא, until we reach the highest, highest level, which is called אין סוף, infinite. והצדיק עולה בכל פעם מדרגה לדרגה. A true צדיק is one who is constantly climbing from level to level. ומקבל חיוס מבחינת גבוה יוסר. Every new moment he's receiving spiritual energy from a higher place. וכשאולה מדרגה לדרגה, and as he's climbing from level to level, אוז הוא בחינת היסטלקוס. That's also referred to as היסטלקוס. He's leaving the 20th floor and going up to the 21st floor. And whenever there is a היסטלקוס, ואוז יוירד הרוח דלעילה, Then that spiritual energy of a higher level comes down and connects to the Ruach de la Sata. And, and that's how the Tzadik leaves that 20th floor and goes up. And he starts receiving Chiyas from the 21st floor. ואוז יכולים התלמידים לקבל ממנו בחינס פי שניים, כמו עם השיעור שם. And every time a tzaddik goes up, every time there's a histalkus, every time these two ruachs meet, the ruach delayla comes down and connects to that ruach delasata, there's double energy being generated. And any talmidim that are present then, that are there, can receive from that פי שניים. כמו שמבור שם, as Rabbein Azal explains over there, עין שם, look over there in Torah Samach Vov, where Rabbein Azal explains this. אבל מחמאס שעוז עדיין לא הגיע זמנוי להיסטליק ולא מוסממש. However, during the tzaddik's lifetime, as he's going higher and higher, since it has not yet become his time to leave this world completely, to have that big aliyah, where he leaves the world and goes up to the next world, but rather he's climbing that ladder, going from one level to the next. Therefore, that spiritual energy of the Ruach Dela'ela, which is 60 billion watts, the 60 billion watts don't come down on a regular basis. So that it shouldn't bring about that Sadiq's passing away. 
taking his Ruach de Lasata upstairs, you know, permanently. But rather, it comes down in moderation, in a moderate form, in order to enable the tzaddik to keep climbing from level to level and remain alive in this world still. And so too this continues. Every single time that tzaddik is rising from level to level, until the time arrives when it's time for the tzaddik to leave the world permanently. That's when that tzaddik's upper ruach comes down in its full power, in its full form. And the, the lower Ruach of the Tzaddik unites with that Ruach de Le'ela. And that's what brings about the death of the Tzaddik and his soul leaves this world. And that's the opportunity, that's the greatest opportunity for his students to be able to receive that double power. For those who are privileged to see the tzaddik being taken from themselves. As Rabbein Azal explains over there, Rabbein Azal explains, we're talking about a student who is so attached to the Rebbe that he feels the alias and Yeridas of the Rebbe in himself. The student, that's this Lukach Me'itam. They feel the Rebbe being taken from inside themselves. They experience when the Rebbe is going up, the Talmud goes up with him. When the, when the Rebbe has the Yerida, the, the Talmud experiences the Yerida with him on his level. Rabbi Nezaldeh speaks in the beginning of the Torah of different levels of attachment to the tzaddik. Avil be'emes, however, the truth is, ha-tzaddik gam be'es misosoy v'stalkusoy mamish. Even when he actually leaves the world, enoy mistalik min ha'olam legamri chasashon. He does not leave this world completely chasashon. Ki adayin nishar behelem chius nifla betoich gufoi hakodosh v'hanoira. There still remains in hidden form some spiritual energy in his holy body. Shehu bechinas havlo degarmi shenishar afilu eitzel kolodam. This is a term the Zohar Kodesh speaks about havlo degarmi, a certain spiritual energy that remains in the bones of every person. Even when a person dies, there's still a little bit of battery, one volt, that remains a little bit of neshama chiyas that remains inside the bones. And that's what actually enables the person to receive their punishment or reward, to be able to feel the pain of the worms eating up the body, the positive and negative. However, by an ordinary person, and especially if a person dies, having committed many sins and not correcting them, then what happens is that chiyas, that spiritual energy, becomes detached from its source, 
and the person isn't able to attach, to connect his soul to that Ruach, to that Ruach Delayla. Shezeo Bechinas Kores Chas This is what the penalty of Kores really refers to when the Gemara speak, Torah speaks about certain Averas for which the punishment is Kores. That there's a disconnect, a cut, a break between that person's soul and the source of spiritual energy. And that's the real suffering, that's the real pain and punishment. And even if a person did not commit sins which deserve kores, it's just that the person didn't purify themselves the way they should have, the person must endure and experience a lot of bitterness and struggle before that person is to connect to their source of chiyas. Avalat tzaddik, whereas the tzaddik, bifrat hatzaddik hagodoyl b'mayla, especially if we're talking about a tzaddik who's on a very, very high level, who purified himself completely from every type of impurity, he doesn't die at all. We don't apply the term mace to him at all. As the Gemara says, Tzadikim in death are referred to as alive. Because such a tzaddik, even when he passes away, the energy that remains in the body down below, that havla degarmi, is very connected, solidly connected to the etzem chiyus of Kedusha. It's bound, he's connected totally, completely, all the way up the ladder. The oz who oisek betiku nafshois Yisrael, yoiser mebechayev. And then, after the tzaddik passes away, he's involved in, in correcting and perfecting all the Jewish souls, much more so than when he was physically living. Because then, when the tzaddik passes away, he goes up. He goes up to such incredible, awesome levels. Whereby it makes it possible for him to be able to correct anything, everything, even the worst sins and the worst sinners. Any questions, please? When we say that even if they're not five cards, they have to go through the Yigiyot Marios in order to connect to that. Is that the suffering before Misa? Is that suffering after the Misa? Both. I think he's referring especially here that even after Misa, what a person has to endure, the chibuta kever, all the different things that are described for the person to become purified, to be able to connect where they, where they have to connect to. And this is the incredible benefit of the grave sites of the true tzadikim. Kishom al kivroi shoire hashoras nafshoi hakdoisha because there specifically, at his grave site, 
<coughs> there rests, there's found a, a presence of the holiness of the soul of the tzaddik. Kimavur bekisvei harizal, as the harizal describes this. V'nafshoi kshuro lamala lamala. And his nefesh is connected way above, way above, connected perfectly to the whole ladder. Ki achar histalkusoi oz iker histapkus haruach de lesata baruach de leila. Because after the tzaddik passes away, that's when he really achieves the greatest level of connection between that Ruach de Lasata and the Ruach de Leila. Why? Ki b'chayim ha'yabilti efsha she'yereid ha'ruach de Leila legamri. Because as we explained earlier, while the tzaddik is living in this world, the Ruach de Leila cannot come down here in its full form because it's too bright, it's too powerful a light. It'll blow out the, the Ruach de Lasato or it'll blow up the world. And therefore it's when the tzaddik passes away, that's the opportunity to draw this pishnayim. And, and through that, Everybody and anybody can receive a tikkun. Ki iker hatikkun alidei hamshochas pishnayim, because the real solution, the real tikkun of a Jew, requires this pishnayim, this double power, this double energy. Ki mi shekilkel iefshel histakin alidei zeh hachias biatzmoi shepogamboi. Because as we explained in the previous year, and now Rav Nelson Zal is going to make it even clearer, a person who messed up on a certain level, he messed up on the level of a thousand watts, he cannot repair everything he needs to repair with a thousand watt bulb. <clears throat> because the damage that he caused was on that level. He has to draw energy from a higher place. And that's what the Tikkun of Tshuva is all about, like we explained in the previous year. The letter Hey and Toshuv Hey to restore the, <coughs> the to return the Hey to the Yud Kevav, <coughs> to restore the Hey that a person falls out from on bottom of the Hey. If they want to come back in, the Gemara says you can't come back in through there. You have to come back in through above, through that little opening on top that separates the leg of the hay from the hay. She'ikar hatikun nimshach mimokam hagavoya b'yoyser. The main solution, the main rectification of our averos now pigamim has to come from a higher place. V'chein kolma she'pogam yoyser v'yoyser chas and again, the more damage a person caused, the more and more sins a person committed, the person has to go to a higher source, still higher source, to get their tikkun. To the point where there are people who messed up so bad, Bifrat ato badoyres halolu. Rav Zal says, especially now in our generations, he's talking about almost 200 years ago. Whereby those people cannot get their tikkun from the tzaddikim who are physically living at the time. They can only get it via the tzaddikim who have already passed away. 
by those people visiting the graves of those holy tzaddikim who already passed away, over there at the kever of the tzaddik, the person can receive that double power, that pishnayim, which comes from a very, very high place. And that's what makes it possible for even this person who committed so many, so many sins to be able to be repaired. Even if the person is as bad as they are. Because a tzaddik, even after he passes away, he does not remain on one level. He continues climbing from level to level, higher and higher. As the Pesach says, Yelchu mechayel el choyel. Tzaddikim go from strength to strength. As the Gemara says, Tzaddikim don't have any rest in this world, and they don't have any rest in the next world. And when a tzaddik is climbing, when, he go, when he's going up, that's an opportunity to receive this pishnayim. And therefore, every time we come to his holy kever, we're able to receive that pishnayim coming from a very, very high place. This answers the question that many people ask. Uh, if a, per- a person goes to Rabbein Azalsin one time, is that enough? The answer is here and in other places it's stressed. Every single time a person comes, there's additional tikkun taking place. It's not a one-time fix necessarily. Even the same day. Even the same day, yeah. of course. And through this, even this guy who committed so many, so many sins can be repaired. But one of the very, very important things to keep in mind, a person has to be prepared to overcome many obstacles before a person accomplishes this. Love love to be able to come to the tzaddik. Ki hamaniyos rabim va'atsumim ma'oid balishir, because the, the the obstacles are many, many great obstacles, unlimited. Ve'iker, but you want to know what the, the the real obstacle is, what the greatest obstacle is? Humaniyas hamoyach. It's the person's own mind. If the person is able to realize in their own mind how really important this is, then there is no obstacle. When somebody knows that something, when somebody knows that they're going to pick up a briefcase with a hundred million dollars, it's hot outside and, and they have to walk up a hill and they have to walk a couple of blocks and, and suddenly it's all, it's not meniyos, it's neimos. They're dancing, they're flying. It's not difficult. What, what difficult? What pain? What's, what hot? What hot? What cold? Tuna sandwich, lock, uh, salad. All of this stuff becomes a silly joke. Vegam ma sheyesh she'eno maminim bi'atzman. 
there's an additional issue, there's an additional problem here, that there are some people that don't believe in themselves. Sheheim yuchlu lekabel tikun. They don't believe that even they can be repaired. Based on the fact that they know how much they messed up every single day of their lives. They made so much of a mess. Even though they're putting the blame on themselves. That can also be a mental obstacle. They don't believe in the incredible, incredible kindness of Hashem, Asher Loi Samnu, which there's no end to it, it's infinite. And Hashem's kindness never ceases. And they don't believe in the greatness of the true tzaddikim, that they have the ability to repair everything, all the time, no matter what. Rav Nelson is not leaving anything to the imagination. He's spelling it out very clearly. Bifrat, especially, especially after the tzaddik has already passed away. Whereby the tzaddikim are going up to such incredible high levels. And the higher up they go, the more they're able to bring down higher and higher levels of chesed. So that any person who wants to receive from that chesed, has the ability to be able to be to receive this chesed, even if the person is as bad as they are. Any questions? Seems like it's really important to go to Kiva Tzadikim, but it also sounds like talking about like huge Tzadikim. Rabbi Nelson is making it clear that there are Tzadikim and there are Tzadikim. This week in Eretz Yisrael, we're reading Parshas Koirach. We're reading about one of the worst tragedies in the history of Klal Yisrael, that there was a Jew, a Levi, because of what he did, we're speaking about creation here. I'm not saying I was talking about Bria, creation, self-creation, creation. For this Russia, for Koira, Hashem may, Moshe Rabbeinu said, this guy needs a whole new creation. Hashem has to create a brand new punishment for him and his chevra, for Klal Yisrael to see how bad this guy really is and how bad what he was doing is really all about. What did he do? Well, what's so terrible? We just learned today is Thursday morning. We had Kriya Satoira. We just read today that this sweet, in the, this sweet Koirach, he said, Ki kol kulam All the Jews are all holy people. What a great guy. What a wonderful guy. And he used this. This was his way of trying to undermine Moshe Rabbeinu Aaron Big deal, Moshe Rabbeinu. Big deal. Every, we're all holy. We all stood at Har Sinai. Man ishtana Moshe Rabbeinu from me. He's great. We're all great. We're all, we're all tzaddikim. Va'amech kulam tzaddikim. It's a pasuk. And that's what many people use to justify not searching and not finding and not overcoming all the obstacles that a person has to overcome to come to the tzaddik 
or to come to Vid Sadiqim, to get to the highest Sadiq. What do you mean? I have a Sadiq here. You have a rabbi, I have a rabbi. Well, Manishtana. That's a major mistake and a major fallacy. There are differences. And, and for example, in Eretz Yisrael, let's say, you have Tanoim. You have burial places of so many different Tanoim, Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, and all of them are tzaddikim. All of them are great. Are they all equal? Definitely not. That's kfira. A person who says, does anybody have the right to say who's bigger? The answer is most definitely. The Torah says who's bigger. The Zohar Kodesh says that there's noyach. We're learning about noyach and noyach, noyach. Double to ruach te'el, everything. Noyach ish tzaddik, tomam hoi But the marble is called Noah's flood. Then there's Avram Avinu, who's a whole different level, completely different level. The whole Kedush of Kali Yisrael begins from Avram Avinu, the whole Hamshocha the Torah. Avram Avinu was mispalel, and he had humility. He said, I'm dust and ashes, but he wasn't matzliach complete. We know there's no such thing as a tefillah going lost. His tefillah definitely accomplished something, but Sedoim and Amoira were still destroyed. All of those people were killed. And then there's Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu, the Zohar Kodesh, says completely different world than Avram and Noyach. That Moshe Rabbeinu put his life on the line and Moshe Rabbeinu was successful every single time. Every single time he went to bat for Klal Yisrael, he was Matzliach. Egel Hazohov, Meraglin, everything, the worst things, always being Matzliach. We mentioned in the past a piece from the Zohar Kodesh about Yeshaya Hanavi and Moshe Rabbeinu. We're not talking about Korach, we're talking about Yeshaya Hanavi, one of the 24 Sifrei Tanakh. And the Zohar Kodesh shows tremendous difference between Yeshaya Hanavi and Moshe Rabbeinu. Each tzaddik has his greatness, and a person has to learn from the tzaddikim. I saw, for example, by my rabbis, Rav Rosenfeld, Rav Michal Zechran, these tzaddikim, that in Eretz Yisrael, they didn't get to go to all the Tanoim, they didn't get to go, but they, they tried to choose the most important ones. And for, for example, Meron, Rabbi Shimon Bar that was the main stop in going. They went also, whenever it was possible, we went also on the way up north. We went to, we stopped off in Tveria, and we went to Rabban Yochanan. There's a place, Kever Horambam. In all the, Kever Horambam, Kever Horambam, Kever Horambam. And somebody donated recently, I think, a million dollars or several million dollars to fix up the Kever Horambam. That site there to make it all kinds of interesting things. The Rambam was a Rishon. The Rambam is the foundation of the Shulchan Aruch. The Rambam was a very great person. But a few feet away from there is Rabban Yochanan ben Zakkai and his five Talmidim, Rebbe Eliezer ben Hurkanis, <coughs> Rebbe Yehoshua ben Hananiah, the Rebbe's of Rebbe Akiva, the greatest of the Tanoim. A person shouldn't get confused which is which. There are people that go there and they go, they're going to the Rambam and they're walking past. They don't realize who's over there. And again, I watched, we watched our Rebbe's. We stood by Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai and the Tanoim and said, Tikkun HaKloli, there, spend time there. We also went over to the Rambam and the Shiloh Kodesh, who's there also in that same Chotzer, that same courtyard. But again, watching, seeing the Tzadikim who understand and know who's who and what's what among all the tzaddikim. When a person can, when Rabbi Nezal wasn't able to get to the kever of the Baal Shem Toiv, he went to the kever of Rabbi Yeshaya Miyanov. He went there and he said he made him a shliach to take his tefillah to the Baal Shem Toiv. 
So there's concepts when a person can't get to a certain place, when a person can't get, if my Rebbe is Rabbi Nezal, who's in Oman, when I can't get to Oman, when I'm in Miron by Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoyazal, I can, I can ask that tzaddik to be a shliach, to give over my, my tefillah to my Rebbe, to my doctor. The, the, I, Rabbi Michal used to say, it's like a person has a file, a person has their doctor, who has their tick, all of their information, all of their everything. When they, when they can't get to their doctor, they have to go to another that they go, but they try to connect with their doctor who has all their information. Question in the chat, so should we go to the Tanoim and the Ovois more than to other tzaddikim, including Rabbeinazal? Because they were greater, and number one, they were greater, and by now they're much higher, much greater. There's a difference between a person going to their rabbi, somebody you have a personal connection to, versus someone who's not your personal Rebbe. There's a story, a very important story, that I heard from Reb Michal Zechernavrocha several times, that there was a Talmud who every Friday he would go to his Rebbe and he would bring him a, a gift, L'Kavit Shabbos, food, some kind of food, something special, L'Kavit Shabbos. One Friday he came, maybe it was at a different time, then, and his Rebbe wasn't there, so he asked the Rebbetzin, where is the Rav? She said he went to his Rebbe. He went to his Rebbe to... This Talmud heard this, and he said, wow, wow, I got a great idea now. Instead of going, I can go to his Rebbe. And he found out who his Rebbe was, and he started bringing gifts to his Rebbe's Rebbe, and his Parnassus started going down, down, down. He started losing money. He started feeling punches from Hashem. And it's going on a couple of weeks, and he got the message that something's going on here. So he went back to his Rebbe and asked him respectfully, I, I thought I was doing a good thing, you know, I, I love showing respect to Tamidi Chachamim and Sadiqim. So, but when I heard that the Rebbe, so the Rebbe smiled and he said, when you were acting betmimus with simplicity and sincerity and you brought it to me, even though my Rebbe is much higher, so Hashem treated you with tmimus. Hashem, they didn't go through any big investigations about you before giving you Shefa. But when you wanted to try to be a Chacham, try to be a Chacham and think you're going to go to the bigger one, they said, oh, he's a Chacham, let's, let's see how big a Chacham he is. And, and it didn't bring you success, it brought the opposite. So there's definitely, and I saw this by my Rebbe, Reb Michal Zechernavrocham, and I saw it by Rav Rosenfeld, that when Rav Rosenfeld would arrive in Eretz Yisrael from America, the first stop was he went to his Rebbe, he went to Rav Avram Sternhardt, Sanhar Harmanuchas. He couldn't wait to get there to make that connection to his Rebbe. Afterwards, we spent a day, we would make a whole day trip going up north. And again, the Tachanah HaMerkazit, the, the, the main stop was Miron. In Miron, we would spend an hour and a half. Davin Mincha there, Tikana Kloli, the Tefillah Falad Boimer, quality time. We went to the Arizal, we went to the Arizal's Mikvah. By the Arizal, we spent 15, 20 minutes. And Reb Shimon Zal, Zal's Talmud, different places along the way. But you saw that it wasn't all equal. There was a certain discretion being used to know where is our connection. We know that Rabbeinazal, when he was in Eretz Yisrael, he didn't get to Yerushalayim. He spent quality time in Miron. He spent a whole night there. And Rabbi Avram Sternhardt wrote, we believe that Rabbeinazal left a hashorah of himself over there so that when it's not possible to go to Uman and a person wants to connect with Uman, that's one of the best places to be able to make that connection. A good day, a good week to everybody. Yeshua's, Besura's, Toivo's, Simchas, everything good.